If you have your Bible this morning and would like to read the word that the Lord has laid upon my heart, I'm going to ask you to go this morning to Luke chapter 24, and we're going to begin reading with the 13th verse. So Luke chapter 24, beginning with verse number 13. The Bible says, and behold, two of them, two of the disciples, two of the followers of Jesus, went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs, about seven to eight miles. And they talked together, the two of them, they talked together of all of these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. They did not recognize him. So stop and think about that for a moment. They're walking down the road talking about the events of the day and the events of yesterday. And all of a sudden Jesus joins up alongside them and they don't realize who he is. And Jesus said unto them, verse 17, what manner of communications are these that you have one with another as you walk? And why are you sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? And hast thou not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And Jesus said unto them, What things? Now, how many of you knew Jesus knew what things they were talking about? I mean, he lived through it, right? But he said, what things? I want to hear you tell me about it. And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deed and in word, before God and before all of the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and they have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel, or we trusted that this was the Messiah. And besides all of this, they said, as they continued to tell their story, today is the third day since these things were done, and yea, certain women of our company made us astonished. They went early to the sepulcher, and when they found not the body, they came, saying they had seen a vision of angels, and the angels had told them that he is alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it, even as the women had said, but them they did not, or him they did not see. And then Jesus said to them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and entered into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all of the prophets, he expounded unto them 
in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus began to give them a private, personal Bible study. He began to minister them as they walked along, and he began to expound unto them all of the scriptures concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, Emmaus. They finally had walked there seven to eight miles. And Jesus made the Bible said in verse 28, as though he would go further or go on, but they constrained him, saying, abide with us, for it is toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them and it came to pass that as they sat at meat, they sat down for supper and he took bread, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to them. And the moment he did that, their eyes were open and they realized who it was. The scripture said in verse 31, and their eyes were opened and they knew him. And at that moment, the moment they knew him, he simply vanished out of their sight. Wow. You talk about something that spoke to you. Can you say that would speak to your heart? Here sits a guy and he blesses the bread and he breaks it and he gives it to him. And all of a sudden you recognize that it was Jesus. And the moment you recognized it was him and you started to say something, he just simply vaporized and vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, verse 32, did not our heart burn within us? Did not our heart burn within us? While he talked, by the way, while we were walking down the road, didn't our heart burn on the inside while he opened up the scriptures to us? Verse 33, and they arose up the same hour and they returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 gathered together and them that were with them saying, the Lord is risen indeed and he hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how that Jesus was made known unto them in the breaking of bread. And I'm going to stop right there this morning. Ask that you bow your heads and let's say a simple prayer that the Lord will help me today to be a blessing to the hearer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your calling. Of my own self, I can do nothing. Touch me now. Anoint me with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Put your words in my mind, in my mouth, and in my heart today. Let the words that I speak this morning come forth with clarity, with simplicity, and with power. Speak to us today, Lord, through your word, and we will fail not to give you the praise, and we will fail not to give you the glory. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. amen. So let me just tell you this morning that I want to title the message Hearts of Fire. 
And let me begin this morning by first sharing with you the context of the passage that is our text this morning. It was the afternoon of Resurrection Sunday. Jesus has been raised from the dead. The women have gone to the tomb and they have come back to the disciples. And two of the disciples, and you can read it there in the word of God, John and Peter, they run to the sepulcher themselves after the women tell him, uh, they tell the disciples that we've seen an angel and an angel said, why seek ye the living among the dead? He ain't here. He's risen. And the disciples thought that the women's testimony was just idle tales, the Bible says. But they ran to the tomb and all they found were the grave clothes and an open grave. And they returned back to the other disciples, scratching their head. This is Resurrection Sunday and two of those disciples decide that they are going to travel to a small village called Emmaus, about seven to eight miles from the city of Jerusalem. These two men, stop and think about it for a moment, they had witnessed the ministry of Jesus. They had been an eyewitness to the miracles that he performed. They watched as Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. They had watched as Jesus unstopped deaf ears. They had watched as he cast out demonic spirits with just his word. They had seen the miraculous under the ministry of Christ. They had for their own self, they had heard him speak. They had heard him teach and they had heard him preach the gospel of the good news. But they had also stood at the foot of the cross and they had watched as blood poured down his back and the blood poured from his brow and the blood poured from his nail-scarred hands and his feet. They watched as the life began to leave his body and they heard him when he said, into thy hands I commit my spirit and he gave up the ghost and died. They watched it all happen. They saw it all. And they thought that he was the Messiah. In their mind, the Messiah was to come and bring deliverance from the Roman Empire. In their mind, the Messiah was to come and deliver them from the, uh, the grip of the Roman Empire and set up his own kingdom. They saw the profound miracles and they heard his profound word and they watched him do all of these great things and now they have seen him die. And they're walking down the road, the two of them. They are in a state of confusion and discouragement and they're filled with sorrow. Good song, sister. They're filled with sorrow. They are filled with discouragement. They are filled with confusion. We thought he was the Messiah. We thought that he was the one that would come to deliver us. They didn't realize that he had delivered them. Hello? 
Amen. And they're walking along the road to Emmaus, filled with sorrow and filled with confusion and filled with discouragement. And all of a sudden, Jesus joins their company. All of a sudden, Jesus joins their company. And he begins to walk with them. And he says, hey, fellas, what are y'all talking about? Loose white translation. They said, what do you mean? What are we talking about? Are you a stranger in Jerusalem? Haven't you heard what's going on? And all of a sudden, Jesus begins to speak unto them. And he begins to open the eyes of their understanding. Amen. And he begins to uh, deliver to them the, the, the word of the Lord. And begins to open their heart to revelation. And all of a sudden, they begin to understand the word of God a little deeper. And when that revelation began to unfold in their heart, suddenly their heart began to burn on the inside. Luke chapter 24, verse number 32, they confessed later and said, did not our heart burn within us while he talked to us by the way and while he opened the scriptures unto us? Did not our hearts burn on the inside of us? The first thing that I want to ask us this morning is what is a burning heart? What is a burning heart? What is a heart that burns? What does the Bible mean when it says that their hearts begin to burn within them? And I believe in the context of the scriptures, a burning heart is a descriptive term that it is a descriptive term for a heart that has a new or a renewed devotion to the Lord. It is the opposite of a cold and a stony heart, a cold and an unbelieving heart. Consider with me this morning, amen, that in the scripture, God's presence is often associated with fire. In Genesis chapter 15 and verse number 17, when God confirmed his covenant with Abraham, the Bible said that the presence of God came down in the midst of that sacrifice. And the presence of God was described in Genesis chapter 15 and verse number 17 as a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. Amen. The presence of God passed through the sacrifice and all Abraham could say about the presence of God was it looked like fire. It was a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. His presence was like fire. The Bible tells us when God called Moses to go and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt's bondage that God appeared unto him in a burning bush. A fire, the bush burned, but it was not consumed. 
When God led the children of Israel up out of Egypt's bondage, the Bible tells us uh, in the book of Exodus that they were led by a pillar of cloud by day and by a pillar of fire by night. Uh, amen. That pillar of cloud by day and that pillar of fire by night signified uh, that the presence of God was in their midst. When God got ready to reveal his law to Moses and the children of Israel, you will read it in Exodus chapter 19, verse number 18. The Bible said that the presence of God descended upon Mount Sinai. And when the presence of God came down upon that mountain, the mountain looked like it was on fire because of the presence of the living God. I said, God's presence is often associated with fire. Mm. Scripture declares in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 29 that our God is a consuming fire. Later in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, on the day of Pentecost, there in Acts chapter 2, the Bible said they were all in one place and in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting, and cloven tongues, like as of fire, sat down upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave utterance brother when God's presence entered that room that upper room he came in amen like cloven tongues of fire mm. scripture teaches that God's presence is often associated with fire so I believe an appropriate definition this morning of a burning heart would be a heart that has been set on fire by the presence of God. I believe this morning of an appropriate definition, amen, for a burning heart would be a heart that has been set ablaze with the passion and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen, a heart that has been ignited by the touch of of the hand of God. Have you ever had the Lord come down and touch your life and set your soul on fire? Mm. Amen. I believe an appropriate definition would be a heart that has been renewed by a revelation of who Jesus really is. A heart that has been touched by the presence of God and a heart that has been revealed who Christ really is. This morning I would ask, amen, of the Lord God, give us men and women whose hearts have been touched by the hand of God. God, give us men and women whose hearts have been set on fire by the glory and the power of God. Amen, our community needs, our church needs, America needs and what this world needs amen are men and women whose hearts have been transformed by the power of God's Holy Spirit mm. 
My prayer for us this morning is, oh God, set our hearts on fire. Oh God, set our hearts ablaze with the anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. And turn our hearts into a fiery flame, a flame filled with the passion. Amen. And a power that only comes by way of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Their hearts began to burn within them. Their hearts began to burn on the inside. I want you to consider with me this morning four components of a burning heart. Consider with me four things that set their heart on fire. The first thing that caused their heart to burn The first thing that caused their heart to burn is they took a walk with Jesus. They took a walk with Jesus. They took a walk that changed their life. They took a walk that changed their life. They they allowed Jesus to join their company. And when they allowed Jesus to join their company, beloved, amen, it wasn't going to be the same. Hello? They invited Jesus to be a part of their journey and they soon found out that their lives uh, were about to change forever. I came to tell you this morning uh, that when you invite Jesus Christ uh, to join you on your journey and you invite Jesus Christ uh, to come and take a walk with you uh, down life's road, uh, he'll change your life. I can testify of that myself this morning. Amen. When I invited the Lord into my heart, he changed my heart. He changed my life. He changed my past. Amen. My sins, which were many, he washed them in the blood and put them under the blood and changed my past. Amen. He not only changed my life, but he changed my heart and he changed my future. Amen. The old song says, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. He changed my heart because he joined my walk. Can you say amen? Amen. If he, if he ever comes into your life and begins to walk with you day in and day out, he'll change the way you live. It'll change your heart forever. The Bible declares in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And it goes on to say that all things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Amen. They took a walk that changed their life. And I came to tell you this morning that if you'll invite Jesus to take a walk, amen, with you, he'll change your life this morning he set their heart on fire this morning I encourage you to take a little walk with the Lord amen invite him to go on your journey in life invite him to come and begin to walk daily with you and let the king of kings and the lord of lords set your soul on fire and when he comes in that old stony heart that's cold and indifferent toward god will be changed by the power of his presence Mm. number two 
The second thing that caused their heart to burn, number two, they not only took a little walk, but they had a little talk with Jesus. They not only took a little walk with him, but they also had a little talk with the Lord. I love this. Jesus comes along and says to them, what manner of communications have you with one another as you walk and why are you so sad? Now, Jesus knew what they were sad about. He knew what they were talking about. He had been the one that had lived through it. He's the one that went through it all. And he said, what communications have these? And then listen to what the Bible says. They begin to talk with him. They begin to unload their burden upon him. They answered him saying, haven't you heard what has come to pass in the city of Jerusalem in these days? And Jesus said, what things? And they said, concerning Jesus of Nazareth. We thought that he was the Messiah. We thought that he was the one that would come to bring deliverance to us. He was a prophet of God, mighty in deed and mighty in word. We saw him work miracles and we heard him teach, amen, incredible things. And the anointing of God was upon him. But we also saw him die. What were they doing? They were unloading their burdens upon the Lord. They were telling him all about their trouble. They began to tell him how that the chief priests and the rulers had condemned Christ to death. How that they trusted that he was the Messiah. How that the women went to the tomb and found an empty tomb. Amen. They began to share with him their confusion and their discouragement and their dismay. Mm. Notice what's going on. They are sharing with him the things that are going on in their life. They unloaded their burdens upon him. They told him his, their, their hardships and their sorrows. And they shared with him their concerns and their heartbreak and their disappointment. I want you to know this morning that the Bible says that we can come, amen, to the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help in our time of trouble. Amen. I want you to know just as they unloaded their cares upon the Lord we too can unload our cares upon the Lord Jesus Christ amen what caused their heart to burn they took a walk and then they had a talk I encourage you this morning amen to have a talk with Jesus amen you remember the old song tell him all about your troubles he will hear your faintest cry and he will answer by and by Amen, I want you to know the Bible says, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, and yet without sin. So let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in the time of our need.
The Bible said in Psalms chapter 55 and verse number 22 that we are to cast our burden upon the Lord. And the Bible says, and he will sustain thee. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6 said be careful for nothing. That be careful means don't worry about anything. Mm, How many of you worry? Hello? Philippians 4, 6 said be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. Well, the old English clouds that a little bit. Let me give you the God's word translation. It said, never worry about anything. Now, if we would just apply that, how carefree could life be? Never worry about anything. What are we supposed to do? Unload it on him. But in every situation, let God know what you need in your prayers and in your requests while you give thanks unto his name. Amen. Can we really do that? Well, the Bible said we can. Here's what 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7 said. It said, cast all of your care upon him because he cares for us. Amen. I want you to know this morning, their heart began to burn because they took a walk with the Lord. And when Jesus came into their presence, a fire began to burn in their heart. And when he began to open up the scriptures unto them, a fire began to start down in their soul. Amen. I want you to know if you have a little walk, amen, and take a talk with the Lord, he'll touch your heart. Amen. Their heart began to burn because they took a walk with Jesus. And they had a talk with the Lord. And they began to unload all of their concerns and their cares and their worries upon him. Amen. I want you to know you can do the same thing this morning. He's concerned about your needs. The third thing that caused their heart to burn is they began to allow Jesus to anchor them in the word. Let me say that again. They began to allow Jesus to anchor them in the word. He began not only just to hear them, but he began to reveal to them. He began to speak unto them. Amen. The Bible says there in verse 25 through verse number 27 that he began to speak and the words that he spoke began to ignite a fire in their soul. They began to receive from the Lord. He says, oh, fools and slow of hearts to believe. Wow. How would you like your preacher to go? Oh, you fool and slow of heart to believe. (laughs) Well, that's what Jesus said to them. He said, oh, you fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And then look at this. He said, ought Christ not to have suffered these things and then entered into his glory and beginning at Moses and the prophets, he began to expound unto them all of the scriptures and the things concerning himself. 
Not only did they get to unload on the Lord, but he got to talk back to them. He got to anchor them in the word. Amen. What I'm telling you this morning is you can not only unload, uh, amen, all of your discouragements and all of your hurts and all of your cares uh, upon the Lord, but when you start talking to the Lord, he'll start talking back. Mm. They begin to receive revelation and understanding. They begin to receive instruction and insight. They begin to receive uh, inspiration and clarity. How can we this morning obtain a burning heart? And I believe the answer to that question is by allowing him to open up his word in our life. Amen. We allow him to begin to open the word to us. The Bible says in verse 32, after the fact, they didn't recognize who he was at the time, but after the fact, he appears to them and then vanishes in their sight and they said one to another, did not our hearts burn? As he opened the scriptures unto us, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us? By the way, I want to ask you a question this morning. Do we allow the Lord to daily open the scriptures unto us? Do we allow the Lord to daily open the scriptures unto us? Or do you come to church on Sunday morning and listen to Pastor Gary and that's all the word you get until next Sunday morning if you show up? Hello? Amen. I want to ask, do we allow him to open the scriptures to us? Most of the time, if we are honest with ourselves, we spend more time watching television and only a few minutes in the word of God and then wonder why our heart is cold and why we are indifferent toward the Lord. Amen. I have found in my lifetime that we usually find time for the things that we think are really important. And I came to tell you this morning that if you get his word down on the inside of you, uh, his word will change your life. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, uh, you can ask what you will uh, and it shall be done unto you. Get a word on the inside and that word will change you on the outside. Amen, amen, amen. If our heart this morning is not burning on the inside for the things of God, then just maybe, just maybe we need to reevaluate some of our priorities. Hello? The fourth thing that caused their heart to burn is their eyes were opened. Their eyes were open to who Jesus really was. It was, it was, I, I love that. It was him all the time. And they just didn't know it. I wonder how often Jesus has stepped into our lives to bring clarity and direction. And just like the disciples, we don't even realize it's him. Mm, probably happens to me a lot. 
here they are walking down the road with him and they do not even realize that it is him. They do not even realize that it is him. It was not until they came to Emmaus. And when they came to Emmaus, the Bible says that the day was far spent. Night had fallen. And Jesus, the Bible said, made as though he would have gone on. He was, he was going to keep right on going. When they turned in, he, was, he made as though he would go on. And they stopped him. In fact, the Bible says they constrained him. Uh, my mama used to say, I'm not going to take no for an answer. They constrained him. No, 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 no. You cannot leave. You can't go for You have to stay with us. There are no other options. It's late. You will stay with us. And Jesus accepted their invitation. I promise you, he will always accept your invitation. He'll just keep right on going if you don't want him there. But he will always accept your invitation. They constrain him and they get into the home or the house or the hut or whatever it was, a tent or whatever it was where they were staying. And they get into that place and now supper is about to be served and they are shut in with Christ and they are alone with him. They still do not know who he is. But Jesus takes the bread and he blesses it. And he begins to break the bread and begins to distribute unto them. And they realized who he was. A burning heart this morning is ignited by the scriptures. And it is intensified by our communion with him. Amen, a burning heart is ignited by the scriptures and it is intensified by our communion with him. It was in the breaking of bread or the breaking of communion with him in prayer, amen, where their eyes were opened. I came to tell you this morning, sometimes we just need to shut the world outside and get alone with Jesus and let Jesus, amen, hear all about our trouble and then let God speak into our heart and let him begin to bring some revelation and some insight into our situation and just commune with him. And brother, when we get in his presence, he is a raging fire and he'll set your heart on fire. He breaks the bread and he blesses it and he hands it to them and their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Maybe... Maybe they recognize the nail-scarred hands. Perhaps they recognize the way that he prayed. But whatever it was, there was no doubt about it. Their eyes were opened and they realized who he was. I promise you this morning, you have a little talk with Jesus and take a little walk with Jesus and let him begin to pour into your life and it will change your heart and begin to make your heart burn for the glory of God. It'll make your heart become a flame that cannot be extinguished. At that very moment, they realized who he was. 
was. And at that very moment, he vanishes out of their sight. It's late. The sun has set. They walked seven to eight miles to Emmaus. Jesus has revealed himself to them. And then he vanishes out of their sight. And there is no way that they can sleep. There is no way that they can keep this good news to themselves. The day and the night was coming on. The day was far spent, seven or eight miles, but it made no difference to them. The moment that they realized who it was, they felt compelled to go back to Jerusalem and tell the others he's alive. Amen. They felt compelled to go back and tell the others that we have seen the Lord. I want you to know something this morning. When our hearts began to be set on fire with the presence of God and the anointing and the glory of God, when our hearts begin to burn within us with the presence and the reality of a living Savior, we will not be able to keep it to ourselves. We'll want to tell somebody else about Jesus. Somebody said, well, my, my faith is just between me and God. I don't express anything. Well, let me just tell you something. Amen. When you really get a touch of God in your heart and your heart gets on fire, you'll want to share it with somebody. Amen. I mean, you'll want to, you may not share it the way I'm sharing it, but you'll want to share it with somebody. You'll want to tell somebody about what the Lord has done for you. Their hearts burn because they took a walk to change their life. Their hearts burn because they had a little talk with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Their heart began to burn because they allowed him to anchor them in the solid rock of the word and they began to receive from him. Amen. Their hearts burned because their eyes were open and they understood who he was. Their hearts burned, and because their hearts burned within them, there was a change. Because their hearts burned, there was a change. Let me make a statement this morning. Changed hearts equals changed lives. Changed hearts equal changed lives. How was their life changed? It changed their direction. One minute they were headed to Emmaus and they got in the presence of the Lord and they were headed back to Jerusalem. It changed their direction. It changed their walk. They hurried back to Jerusalem. It changed their message. It changed their message. Instead of them moaning about the crucifixion, they were on their way back to tell the folks in Jerusalem, hey, he's alive. We saw him with our own eyes. It changed their attitude. When Jesus hooked up with them, he said, why are you so sad? And why is your countenance, uh, amen, so sad? Why are you so filled with confusion and discouragement? Amen, when they let to go back to Jerusalem, brother, they had joy that was unspeakable and full of glory. They had a good news, uh, amen. They had a changed attitude. Uh, 
Amen. I pray this morning that God will allow our hearts to burn within us. My prayer this morning for Elevation Worship Center and my prayer this morning for every church in the Treasure Valley and my prayer for every church across the nation of the United States of America is God give us hearts that are set on fire by the power of the Holy Ghost. God give us hearts that have been touched by the power and the presence of the living God. God give us hearts, amen, that have been set on fire by the reality of the living Christ Mm. because of his presence in our hearts God give us men and women whose hearts are burning with a passion to serve amen God give us hearts that are burning with a passion to witness about Jesus God give us hearts that are burning with a passion to share our relationship with the unsaved and the lost God give a God let our hearts burn this morning on the inside with the presence of his Holy Spirit Hallelujah. I'm going to try and close here. How many of you know there's only, as I thought about it anyway, there's only three ways to put out fire. If you have a heart that's ablaze for the things of God, let me give you three things to watch out for. Because there are three things that will put out the fire. Number one, you can pour water on it. Hello? You can put a wet blanket on it. Somebody said, well, you know, you don't have to get that radical preaching about Jesus. And I know you don't. You don't have to take a bath either, but it feels good. (laughs) Hello? Well, you don't have to, you know, shout and holler and carry on and, you know, cry and all that stuff, you know, just to let God know you love him. Amen. I agree. You don't have to, but oh, how sweet it is. Oh, how sweet it is. Amen. Well, God's not deaf. Well, he ain't nervous either. (laughs) Right? And he made me who I am. So, hey, but the first way that you, and there'll be a lot of plenty of wet blankets, you know, ready to throw it on your fire and tell you, well, you need to settle down a little bit. You need to mellow out a little bit. You can put water on it and it'll go out. Number two, you can smother it and it'll go out. I mean, you heard the, you know, stop, drop, and roll thing. Wrap it up, pat it out, and smother it, and the fire goes out. Or you can just simply neglect it. And it'll burn for a good while. But slowly but surely, the flickering flame will turn to an ember, and the ember will turn to cold ashes if you don't stoke the fire, if you don't put another log on the fire, if you don't stir it up. The same is true with a burning heart. You can pour the water of disobedience and rebellion upon it and it'll go out. 
You can pour the water of sin and unrighteousness upon it and it'll go out. You can smother it with secret sin or you can just simply neglect it. And little by little, the flame will go out and the fire will die. Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 6, he said, wherefore, I want to put you in remembrance. He's talking to his understudy, Timothy. Paul is saying to Timothy, I want to put you in remembrance. Stir up the gift of God that is within you. What is he saying? He said, don't let the fire go out. Put another log on the fire. Don't neglect the gift of God that he's given you. Keep your heart burning brightly with the power and the passion for God that you always had. Amen, amen. I believe that the Holy Spirit laid this word upon my heart this morning for one purpose, and that purpose is to ask us to stir up the gift of our salvation and stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost that's down on the inside of our hearts and allow the fire of God to burn. Amen. And let us become hearts that are set on fire by the presence of the living God. Amen. I have two questions and then I'm going to hush. That's Texas talk for I'm going to quit. I'm going to hush. Do you have a heart for God? That's my first question. Do you have a heart for God? Have you placed your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ? Have you invited him to join you? In life's journey. Are you walking the road of life alone. Without the master. Then I encourage you this morning. Don't leave here without asking. Jesus to come into your life. And join you. Upon your journey in life. He'll change you. Second I want to ask. Do we have a heart. That is burning brightly for the Lord. Do we have a heart, amen, that is passionate for the things of God? If you remember reading over in the book of Revelation, Jesus told one of the seven churches of Asia Minor, he told them the things that were wonderful, and he said, but I got something against you. I have something against you. You have left your first love. Now listen, a lot of people quote that scripture that they lost their first love. There's a big difference between losing and leaving. Hello? Jesus didn't say you lost your first love. He said you left your first love. You have left your first love. Renew, come back. And he said, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. If your heart is not burning as brightly and as passionately as it once was for the things of God, then I came to tell you, stir up the fire and don't let the fire of God go out in your life. Hear what the Spirit says unto the church. Bow your heads, please, all over the building this morning. 
If we neglect God, if we neglect his word, if we neglect spending time in prayer, if we neglect allowing him to have opportunity to fellowship with our heart, the fire will eventually go out. Stir up that fire this morning. Stir up that passionate heart, that passionate desire to live for the Lord this morning that's in your life. Heads bowed and eyes are closed all over the building today. Heads bowed and eyes closed all over the building. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, you see the condition of every heart and every soul. Lord, you see the condition of each one's heart. You know whether the fire is burning brightly or whether the flames are flickering and dying. Speak to us this morning by your Holy Spirit. Speak to us this morning and draw us close unto you that the fire of God may be stirred up within our hearts and within our spirit. We ask it in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed all over the building. Are you here this morning? And you would be willing to say, Pastor Gary, the message was for me today. The message was for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not passionate about the things of God as I should be. I'm not as passionate for the things of the Lord as I could be. Are you here this morning? You slip up your hand and say, I've been letting the fire go out. God sees that hand and that hand and there 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 and there. Hands all over the building today. Lord, thank you for bringing it to our attention. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Thank you for reminding us that we need to stir up the fire before the fire becomes nothing more than ashes. Stand to your feet all over the building. Slip your hands right up toward the Lord. Just a, just a sign of surrender. Begin to pray one-on-one -on -one with him. Lord, here I am. Lord, I bring my heart to you this morning. I invite you to take a walk with me. I invite you, Lord, to talk with my spirit. Allow me to share with you and you with me. Ground me and anchor me in the word. Ignite a fire in my heart a passionate fire of your Holy Spirit that changes me from the inside out. Let it change my life. Let it change my attitude. Let it change my message. Let it change me. Mm. Oh, Lord, have your way in our hearts today. Have your way in our hearts today that Christ may be glorified and that the light of God may be seen in our lives. In Jesus' name.